people on the internet, and welcome to Cathartic Yelling, the podcast that would send you to hell if you weren't already going there. I'm Tom Snapley, joined by always by Corey Skloff. And Corey, tell the people about today's sponsor. Thanks, Tom. Today's episode is brought to you by The Divorce Force. I'm sure we can all agree that sometimes it is exhausting to observe a relationship and you just want it to stop. With The Divorce Force, you can separate a couple against their will in a matter of minutes. No more public fighting or gross public displays of affection. Simply summon the Divorce Force's many appointed judges, and he or she will have the marriage dissolved in five minutes or less guaranteed. That's the Divorce Force for when a marriage has run its course. All right, so thanks to our sponsor for today, and normally what we would do at this point is we would go into the dumb shit Cody says anonymously segment, but our episodes have been a little long this month. This is our last episode for the month of May, so we're on our megabytes limit, our data limit, so we got to cut something, and we're cutting Cody. So Good. Cody is canceled for the week. We are getting rid so, of the low-hanging fruit, and that's the way it should be. Yes, so we've had one great listener send us money. Everyone else send us money. I have a Venmo. Tom Snapley won. Send some money our way. We'll get hour-long episodes every day for eight days in a week, which just shows you how dedicated we are because there's only seven days in a week if we get the money, so please send us money. Um, and another reminder, everyone, um, we are running for president, Corey. I think some people have forgotten. Yeah, Tom, we, we really haven't talked about it in the past couple of episodes, but personally, I think that's a good thing. I think we have a lot of politicians who just keep talking about politics, and uh, part of our platform, as you know, uh, is that we will not be talking about politics as president of the United States, and that's the world that I want to live in, so... Uh, if you want a politician without politics, vote for Tom and Corey, 2020. We're, we're different, and we're changing things, and, you know, just politicians talking about politics is, it's so overdone. So let's change the system, everyone. 2020, it's our year. So, you know, back to kind of being on par with us, let's talk about things that are terrible. Everything. And everything, <laughs> but in particular, sucks. in particular, etiquette and a certain type of etiquette, you could kind of lump a lot of these things in together. So for those commuters, it's train or uh, train subway etiquette, or maybe if you're a traveler, elevator etiquette. Uh, Corey, do you want to get into that a little more to tell the people kind of what we're talking about here? We are talking about elevator etiquette, Tom. Plain and simple. This is something I, I feel like this is always an issue that has just infuriated me more than anything should, but I will allow it to infuriate me because, you know, that's why we have this podcast. If things infuriate me enough, I can yell about them cathartically. And uh, hopefully <laughs> someone listening will be like, oh, wow, I have been a dumbass this entire time. Corey and Tom have shown me the light, and I will change my ways. So that's my hope here because, Tom, the most infuriating thing in the entire world when climbing into an elevator, or using an elevator in general, is when people don't let th those exiting the elevator off before they enter the elevator. And it, it just makes no sense. Because, like, you're going to climb in, and then you're going to have to be, like, shuffled around like sardines in a can so that the people that you just pushed back into the elevator can now get off so that they don't miss their floor. Like, just fucking, it's so freaking simple let the people out of the elevator then there's more room for you to go in the elevator 
and you are no worse off because the time you're not spending any time waiting to get on or off more than you would be if you did it intelligently. So just just do it right the first time. Be a fucking human being with a cognizant brain that functions. And then we have no issues and I don't have to talk about this ever again. And I that'll make me happier. Well, and you're really right. And you know what? So old people complain about young people. Young people complain about old people. I would say we're relatively young. This is definitely, I want to say, it's a very our generation thing. So there's a couple of things with our generation that is different and not necessarily status quo. And you could argue whether what's good or not, but this, again, I worked in the city in New York City for about eight months, and I would commute in, train or bus, and I would take subways, and that's why I kind of let in with that, because it's the same way. People are catching their subway, there's 15 people trying to get out of the cart, and they're trying to jump in. And it's the same thing with an elevator. There's a reason you let people off before you get on. You let people off, there's more room so you can go in instead of trying to bump elbows and throw shoulders and everything like that. It's not hard, but like you always said too, you got to be a human being about it. And everyone, and whether they're commuting, whether they just want to get to their elevator in a hotel room, everyone's so me, 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 they, I want to get in the elevator. I want to get in the subway car. I want to get that seat. And they don't care that it's actually holding things up. It's like when you're sitting in traffic too. And the one guy's merging into every single lane while you're kind of at just a rolling traffic. That's just creating more traffic. Even though they think they're doing better by themselves, you're just making it worse for everyone. Same thing in an elevator. Same thing in a subway. Let people out before you go in. And I've said things. I've said that to people too. You know, normally you let people go out. I had an elevator in my place in college. I would say normally you let people exit before you enter. And they would give me not even a dirty look like they knew they were wrong. They gave me a confused look as if they had never heard it before or was speaking in some other language. Well, Tom, you do sometimes slip into Swedish. Um, but no, yeah. people are like, they just don't think. And like, this isn't like, like you're building something and you need to know what tools to use. It's like, you need this to know. This isn't a novel. Co- this isn't a complicated thing. No. This doesn't take, I mean, I, I don't want to be the cliche, common sense isn't common anymore, but it's really, it's basic etiquette, it's common sense, and it's not a difficult concept. Like, if yeah. someone's exiting and you're entering, if you don't want to get pushed back from where you're going and they don't want to get pushed back into the elevator, into the subway cart, just let them go. Let them be. Everyone's going to get where they need to be. Yeah, it seems so simple, and right now I'm just thinking about you, you compared elevators to subways, and I'm like, if you think about it, elevators are just subways that go up and down instead of left and right. And now I'm a little bit, that's, whoa. that's <laughs> I know, right? That's, that's just a product of me being tired and like, whoa. But like, late record times, they, this is, they get you. Dude, this is what happens to my brain at night. Um, but now, like, there's so much more to edit, elevator etiquette than that, though, and I have to, I would imagine, like, I haven't been on, the idea of a subway honestly kind of terrifies me because I'm so bad with maps and directions, so I I avoid the subway, but, like, even when I've taken trains, like, you can kind of feel the etiquette that, I feel like people who take trains, take trains so frequently that they've just kind of figured out the lay of the land, but 
The same thing kind of takes too with... long to do that. Yeah, sure. Um, but like when you get into an elevator, especially like if you get into an empty elevator and there's like 10, 15 people, that might bring you over the weight. So if there's like seven, eight people trying to get in as well, like if you're the first person in, it's so simple. You push your button and you step to the back. Some people will push the button and like stay in front of the wall of buttons. And, you know, sometimes you're fortunate and there's an elevator where there's buttons on both sides of the door. But I've seen people on a single button side, they will get in, push the button, and then stand directly in front. And I'm like, are you, like, the new elevator attendant? Are you going to take my floor or are you going to fucking move so that I can push my button or ask? Like, I don't want to have to talk to you and ask you to do that. You should not be putting yourself in the situation where I have to talk to you. Just move, let me push my damn button, and get out of the way. And I understand that to a certain extent. Not to defend the button pusher. I'm not a button pusher defender. But I understand you get in the elevator and maybe you don't want to move to the back. Maybe you want to get out right away. But in that case, push the button, step to the other side. And the worst part about that is it always seems to be these type of people. They won't push the button and maybe kind of turn their body to if let's say the buttons are on the right they turn their body to the left and they're just kind of nice if they know they're going to stand there hey where are you going oh you're going to eight you're going to 22 perfect click the buttons then they get they give you a dirty look if maybe you go and you just click a button and they give you the look like you're too close to me or you ask hey can you please click floor 19 please and then they roll their eyes like you're fucking standing right there like if you didn't want this responsibility, move. And even so, <laughs> I understand that they're, it's clearly not their job to do that because they're just going to their floor like I'm going to my floor. But what the fuck about you is so much more important than me? And I understand I'm very unimportant. But like, get the fuck over yourself. I think, you know, like on a, a cruise ship, how they have like a designated person on a lifeboat. So like, okay, if there's an emergency, like, this person is in charge of this lifeboat, right? Oh, yeah, like when you're on a plane, too, and there's the yeah. people by the... Uh, yeah, I remember I was that one time, and I was I turned, and I was like, this plane better not go down, because yeah, it does. I would not trust you in that role. <laughs> I wouldn't trust me either. But that's what we need in an elevator. It, you need to, like, you know, we have a little powwow outside the elevator, and we're like, all right, if this elevator door opens and uh, we are the only ones here... Tim over there, Tim, are you you're gonna get in first? Okay, then you have to be in charge of the button. Oh, you don't want to be in the button? All right, Sandra, you're gonna get in first. Then you're gonna be in charge of the buttons. You're gonna push all the floors for everyone, and you're gonna handle that. Like we need to have a pre-elevator meeting to establish the person in charge of the elevator. And I think if we do that, we can eliminate this tension. We have the candidates who are interested, willing, and able to push the buttons and handle that vast responsibility, and everyone wins. So, I've done this before. I've gone into an elevator and stood by the buttons because I was giddy about something. Honestly, the thing I could think about is Atlantic City. I want, I didn't want to waste any second. I just want to step right into the casino and lose all my money. And I'll go by the buttons and let's say I'll, let's say we're going up because everyone's probably going to the same floor if you're going down. We're going up, I'm going to floor 37 and I click it. But I'll always, people come in. I'll, I'll initiate the conversation. And I know we don't want human interaction. And you don't want to talk to people. Someone will come in and be like, hey, where are you guys going? Oh, 16? Boom. Thanks. Yeah, yeah no problem. It's so simple. Like, it, it's not that hard. If you're going to be there, do that. Basically, what I'm saying is, if people were more like me, this world would be better, which also is going to tie into our presidential race. 
We need more people like me, and we need more people like me in office. Tom Corey, 2020. Great segue and plug. Nah, I just, I don't know if I agree with that we need more people like you. Maybe more people like me <laughs> would be better. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that off the air later. Um, like, yeah, it's so simple. Just be like, hey, what floor are you going to? And then you push the button, and then you don't have to talk to them further. You can. You know, sometimes you make some nice friends. Have you ever had elevator friends? Yeah. Uh, that's weird. I haven't. I was just fucking with you. Um, oh, my God. I just had PTSD. I'm going to tell you a fucking tragic story in a minute or less. Okay. I, some year of college, I think I was 21, so this story is legal. I was extremely intoxicated, coming back from a friend's apartment, uh, had my alcohol in my backpack, thus I had my backpack on my back and with me, and in my little like water bottle pouch, I had an umbrella. And I felt, I there were a bunch of people that got in the elevator with me, and I like felt like I was being jostled a little bit, and I was like, nah, I'm probably just drunk. And then... I exit the elevator, and I check where my umbrella was, and it was gone. And I was like, no. So I ran to my apartment, which was like the first door off the elevator, and I checked my backpack internal pockets, and I was like, fuck, they stole my umbrella. So drunk me then, like, ran up, like, three flights of stairs to the floor that these people were getting off at, and I, like, ran down the hallway to try to hunt them down and confront them about taking my umbrella, and I did not find them. But I was very angry. I, the next day, I went out and bought a new umbrella. But, like, elevators are dangerous. So, you know what? That's, you don't talk to people in the elevators because they could be murderers. And you don't want to associate with murderers because murderers steal umbrellas. Yeah. Yeah, that's really tragic, especially in uh, Glassboro where it rains all the time. You definitely exactly. need an umbrella. Yeah. It, it was sad. I was so... Who... They took advantage of me. That's worse than... Okay, it's not worse than taking advantage of people in other ways. But it was bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, so an elevator is a dangerous place. I mean, you mentioned elevator friends. I also got made fun of a couple times because I took um, like a Lyft or an Uber home from Jersey City because my bus didn't come, so I, whatever, and I would talk to my Uber driver or my Lyft driver, and my brother's like, you would do that. So I guess making elevator friends is something I would do. And what we're going to do next week, you guys will have to come tune in again to find out. This has been Cathartic Yelling. Possibly back with more Cody stuff next week. Who knows? Only one way to find out. Tune in next week.